Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman. And I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre in the UK. This podcast is a recording of the Bible message that is shared during the Sunday worship service. You can now watch our service online through live stream at 10.30am every Sunday morning and can also find our stories and videos on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's good to have you share with us and as you listen we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. Well they say that all good things must come to an end. Other words for something when it ends include closed, decided, resolved, realised or concluded. All quite strong and final words for something that reaches its end or conclusion. But what if rather than coming to an end, things could last just that little bit longer? Take Christmas, for example. Claire touched upon it at the beginning of our time together. I don't know where you are in terms of your post-Christmas traditions. Is all your food eaten? Is the tree taken down? Decorations packed away? Presents all neatly stored where they need to go? Or are your lights still on? Are your chocolates and mince pies still out on the side, just trying to hang on to Christmas for that little bit longer? It can seem sometimes that just as we are ready for Christmas, it has been and gone for another year. However, did you know that in Spain, for example, in the first week of January, as the rest of the world are perhaps reluctantly getting back into normal routines again, and Christmas can already begin to feel a distant memory, children in Spain are eagerly awaiting the 6th of January, as they mark Epiphany and the arrival of the wise men or Magi. Because this brings with it another day of celebration, another day of presence, another day of being with family, and another day of a great meal. Anyone ready for another Christmas Day meal on Thursday? No? Okay. (laughs) Or are we all being good and keeping to perhaps a diet now? I don't know. Well, that's Spain. But what about Mexico? The celebration of Christmas is not just one day, but instead a nine-day celebration. Las Posadas is a nine-night celebration that runs from December the 16th through to the 24th. And again, it gives the opportunity for more time to be with family, more meals and more presents. How do either of them sound? A Christmas that lasts well into January or a Christmas that actually starts nine days before Christmas Day. Well, either way, our celebration of Christmas at some point has to come to an end. But before we pack away the nativity for another year, there is that one last group of people that we need to consider. And that is, of course, the wise men or the kings or the magi. As we look at them, we bring our Advent series to a close, but we do so by remembering that God is with the world. In Matthew chapter 2, we read about the visit of the Magi, the arrival of, of the wise men, which marks, and no pun intended, the crown of the nativity story. The Magi signal the completion of the nativity scene and the beginning of a new beginning. 
Interestingly, not too much is really known about them. We perhaps see them portrayed on our Christmas cards as the three carrying their gifts slowly with crowns or perhaps kind of long fancy clothes. All we really know is that their identity begins with the fact that they come from the East. Not clear if they are from one single location or perhaps from several. We also see from Scripture that we do not know exactly how many of them there were. We see the tradition of them being three because, of course, they bring three gifts. Of course, other traditions too refer to them as the three kings. Kings coming to give homage to the infant king of the Jews. It's likely, however, that the Magi were not kings. Instead, perhaps priests or court advisers. Possibly from the region of Mesopotamia in Babylon, although there are also other suggestions of other areas in Palestine. However, what is sure is that there are numerous accounts of ancient astrologers, each interpreting the sky, looking to the stars, heralding the birth of kings. And so these magi or kings or wise men that arrived to meet the baby Jesus would have been familiar with searching the stars, of the, searching the stars for the meaning and direction of life. Wherever it is they may have come from. In their journey to find the baby Jesus, of course, they come first to King Herod with many questions. Questions that he could not answer. Of course, this doesn't sit well with Herod, and so he turns to the chief priests and the scribes and learns that the scriptures had foretold that such an event, the birth of the king, would be taking place in Bethlehem. And so, with this new insight from this king, Herod, the wise men, Magi, continue to follow this familiar sign of the star until it finally halts in front of the place where the child was. And so, after perhaps a long journey, their gaze finally comes to rest upon the child with his mother, Mary, and they have the opportunity to fall on their knees and give to him homage and worship. They are offering gifts to not just a baby, but to an infant king, the one who is God. But let's go back to the beginning of Matthew chapter 2, though, where we read, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. They follow the star. And they have the true intention of coming to worship the child. They travel many miles to worship him. And when they finally find him, they respond with joy. They respond with worship. They respond by giving to him gifts. We read, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. Guided by the star and with great rejoicing, the wise men come to the house where Jesus and his mother Mary are staying. They bring to him their gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. I wonder though if those wise men realised 
the full symbolic value of their gifts. Because Matthew records them to show the fulfilment of Old Testament passages where the Gentiles bring their wealth to Israel's king. Here the Magi bring gold, a gift truly fitting for a king. They bring frankincense or or incense, a gift which is often given to a deity, one held in high regard. But what about myrrh, a spice for a person who is often going to die? Well, we know, of course, that as Christ was born to us, so too God's great plan was that he would also die for us. But while the intentions of the wise men or the Magi was true, Herod's was not. When the Magi first go to him, we read, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. It's interesting that as we've looked at the various characters that take place in the Nativity story over our Advent series, yes, they might sometimes be fearful, they might not understand, but often it is recorded that they respond with joy. Look at the shepherds as they were given the opportunity to go to the manger. Look at the Magi here. When they found him, they were overjoyed. Yet here for King Herod, he hears this news and it disturbs him. He feels under threat. And so his best solution he can come up with is to try and manipulate the wise men to find out where the child had been born. But once again, we see God's guiding hand in the story. Because as the Magi leave the child, they do not go back to Herod's palace Instead, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to the country by another route. We see the difference between the Magi and the religious leaders and Herod. The religious leaders knew what had been written about the coming Saviour. But here he was and they had missed it. He was there with them and they had missed it. Then there's Herod who misunderstands and thinks only of a physical king, someone who would pose a threat to to his very power, his very control over the people. But then the Magi, who knew who this child was, who journeyed to visit him so that they could worship him. The Magi followed the star and seek to find the child until they found him. Like them, we too can find him. As they brought their gifts to him, so too we can bow down before him and offer the gift of ourselves. Throughout our Advent series, we have considered the various characters, each with a part to play in the famous nativity, in the known nativity. People who are perhaps familiar to us, perhaps Throughout our lives, even from being children, we've played characters, played our part in each nativity. We might have been a shepherd. We might have been a king. We might have been Joseph or Mary. But as we have looked at them, we have been reminded how God was with them. And as we've been reminded about them, we can relate too, perhaps, to their experience and be reminded too that God is with us. In our own current experience, I wonder which of the characters we perhaps identify with most. Perhaps we feel a little bit like Zechariah, 
He questioned, didn't he? He was told and he questioned. He was that little bit cynical of what was going on. Perhaps we have questions. I'm sure we have questions. But God is with us. Perhaps we feel a little bit like Mary. A little bit scared, perhaps a little bit frightened. But faithful to what God is asking us to do. And full of praise for what he has done and is doing. God is with us. Perhaps we can identify with Joseph. Again, a bit confused, not understanding, decisions to be made, but following what God is asking of us. God is with us. Perhaps we can identify with those shepherds. We're just doing what we do, we're doing what we know, but God meets with us there because God is with us. Or perhaps like the Magi that we've looked at this morning. We are searching. Searching for God, searching for wisdom, searching for guidance. On a journey that leads to him. God is with us. And so the danger is, as Advent draws to a close, it's easy perhaps to try and put Christmas away in a box for another year. Instead, I hope that we will continue to find joy, strength and encouragement in the fact that God is with us, not just for a few days of the year, not just for Christmas Day, but that he is with us and with the world each and every day. If you've ventured out into the sails, you'll have seen that the red sail stickers have been placed almost everywhere and especially on anything associated with Christmas. In some shops I've even seen a nativity scene reduced down to half price. I'm sure there's quite a lot we could unpack about that. But let's not be too quick to just put it away. Let's not be too quick to move on. Instead, let us remember that hope and joy that comes from Christ's birth. And as I said, that it is not just for one day, but for all the year round. As we step into this new year, the meaning and message of Christmas, the meaning and message of all that we've looked at throughout our weeks in December, is that God is with us. In John chapter 1, we read these words, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. And later on in John 1 verse 14, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God came to us. God moved into our neighborhood, became flesh and blood among us. The baby born in the stable came into the world to bring hope, love, peace, joy and light. The Saviour had been born. The truth of Emmanuel, God with us, was born in the stable. 
We thought about how the shepherds came to see him. We thought just now about how the Magi came to visit him. But it extends to us too. Because we can know him. The glorious news of the Christmas story is that the baby who is born is born for each and every one of us. The glorious news of the Christmas story is that God is with the world. He comes so that there is a better way. He comes so that we can know love. He comes so that we can know forgiveness and life in all its fullness. He comes so that we can and will know the truth that God is with us. And so concluding these words this morning, I just wanted to share with you a poem by General John Gowans, which he simply entitled Incarnation. And it says this, The baby cries again this year, as every year. And I must think again of God in Christ. Again I fear and comprehend, that if I can, how God can wrap himself in man. If God should want to speak to man, say something good, the words he chose would have to be well understood. And so one single lovely word he said and laid it in a manger bed. If I have grasped the truth at all, I've understood that God once dressed himself in man, in flesh and blood, and crossed the gulf of time and space and came to join the human race. My finite mind and fumbling thoughts still find it hard to grasp the message on the Christmas card that God's sublime salvation plan in Bethlehem's borrowed barn began. I can't explain the age's truth of love expressed. I only know in Jesus all the world is blessed. And when I look into his face, I'm glad God joined the human race. I love that last sign. And when I look into his face, I'm glad God joined the human race. I hope each one of us this morning are glad that God came to us. I hope that we are glad because we know that God is with us. And as John played during the offering there, God comes and is with the whole world, even those who do not know him yet. Until perhaps that is our challenge for the year ahead. How do we reach out to them? How do we display God with us in the world where we are? Let us pray. And so, Lord, as we have journeyed through the Advent, as we have journeyed through the Nativity story, Lord, we thank you that it leads to you. You are the one who is Lord of all. You are the one who is our Saviour, our King. And so we thank you for that. Lord, as we have looked at the Magi this morning, we have considered the fact that they journeyed. And so I pray that wherever we may be on our journeys this morning, wherever we are in our relationship with you, we pray that you would continue to reveal more of yourself to us so that we would grow in understanding, grow in understanding of who you are, what you did for us, and what it is you are calling us to do. Lord, I pray that though our Christmas celebrations may have come to an end, 
I pray that we will take hold of the fact that you are with us each and every day in all that we do. And so as we step into a new year, new possibilities, new opportunities, remind us that you are the one who leads us into it. And you are the one who has a plan for each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. So you don't miss any further recordings, please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.